With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a football Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, we're with you up until noon. A busy program coming up today. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. About 10 minutes, very quickly, uh, we're going to do the Minnesota Vikings with Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Uh, his schedule worked out. Uh, today was the only day he could join us, and he will. Uh, here in about 10 minutes, we did the three other air quote regional locals, if you will teams earlier in the week bypass the Vikings today we will talk about them boy that's a big spot for them Cleveland coming in Stefanski returns mm-hmm. Trent I kind of like Cleveland you do and I love the way Kirk Cousins is playing but I really like the way the Clowney and Garrett Jackson in the middle and Ward in the secondary and that one-two punch at running back and Baker Mayfield is okay receivers t- there's a good football team rooting for the Vikings wouldn't bet on them Offensive line against That's that front of the it. Browns. Yeah, it comes down to that. And their Vikings defensive uh, offensive line rather is better. 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 Not great. They will be tested this weekend. Yes. Uh, back to the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Good to see you, by the way. You too. Thank you. Uh, where were we? Dan Mazzatani first. 10.30. Dave Sproul on Iowa State, Kansas. I uh, look forward to catching up with Dave Sproul, K-A-S-I in Ames. Tom Kakert's plane should be landing in a few minutes. Uh, so we will get him as the, he gets out of the terminal at some point. Uh, 10.45 or so, he will join us to preview tonight's game. Maryland and Iowa. Trent, I know that you and I go to a lot of the same places online, um, whether it be The Athletic or reading people that have an opinion on these games. Man, oh man, oh man. Consensus-wise, if you were to pull people that write about college football for a living and ask them their one upset of the week, it's not all Maryland, but boy, there's a ton of people picking the Terps and taking the three and a half. It's not all Maryland, but it's a lot of Maryland. It's a lot of Maryland people. Yet, many of the gamblers that I respect, I follow, I listen to, like I win this Oh, you mean me? Oh, no, I like I like Iowa. Tonight. You do I've said it all week. I like this matchup. This uh, Phil matchup, Parker's defense is—they made the flight. The, yes, they're going to be there. They're yeah. going to show up and they're going to be wearing the the white jerseys and uh-huh. they'll be ready. The one thing I want to see from this game last week it wasn't pretty, but they really did what I wanted yeah. to see. It was those shots downfield, opening up the offense in that way. Yes, you'd like to see the run game be better. Yes, you'd like to see even more time for Petrus. But all things considered. They did the biggest check mark that I wanted to see, and you cross that off. They took mm-hmm. shots down the mm-hmm. field. This week, schematically, against Maryland, that is really banged up in the linebacker spot. Yes. Their best linebacker is out. Their leading tackler is out. Brendan Jennings is his name, and he will not play. Who has, by the way, 18 tackles on the year. 
Jack Campbell had that alone last, <laughs> last week. week. <laughs> Their leading tackler has 18 yeah. on the year. Yeah. But because it's a very young crew, and they're pretty good up front. Mm-hmm. I do like the defensive line for Maryland, but the linebackers are very green, very mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. and their top guys are banged up. Is a, a game plan very much like the Holiday Bowl. You remember that? They used Smith-Marset a lot. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't give it to him on the jet sweep a ton, they used that motion. They moved the eyes. Do that against a young linebacking crew. Go back to that more. Not Wildcat to do Wildcat and still have Petrus on the field. No, not that. Bring back a lot of that jet motion that they've shown at times this year. This is the game, I think, to pull that out. And I think with it, there's an opportunity there to do some more straight-up blocking, more of the gap scheme as opposed to zone. This is the game, I think, for that. Ultimately, they're going to have to score. This is not one you're going to win 17-13. No, they need, Petrus is going to have to play. I mean, he's going to have to have a good game. Get points on the board. And you're Does he have do to that. win it? No. If he's Spencer Petrus that we've seen throughout the month of, well, we're still, no, that is October. By the way, welcome to the best month of the sporting calendar. And it's not even close. I don't want to hear March. You're wrong. Not you, but whoever comes up with March. It's, it's March. great. March is fun, but it's not. You don't right. like wrestling. So that's your problem. Well, yeah, but not a lot, Not enough people do. People in this state do. Nah, but not enough of them. I get it. It's the state for wrestling. I get it. But um, it's it's October and here we are. Um we can have that debate later. There's too much to talk about today. Yes, yeah. So does Petrus, if he plays like he did the first four games, is that enough? Or does he need to take one more step? And I thought he took a step. We both did. thought he took a step last week. If you get the deep passing of last week, coupled with the second quarter of the Iowa State game, coupled with... <laughs> You're picking and choosing? Uh, right, right. Alec Carting, Spencer Petrus? If you add all that up together, that Spencer Petrus will win this football game. Yeah. But if you take the first quarter of the Iowa State game, mm-hmm. most yeah. of the Indiana game, yeah. and that interception, the That's first of the enough. year, then they're losing this football yeah. game. You know what's important to him, too? Tyler Goodson. Yeah. They have to get the running game going. It's been a big talking point all week long. For that reason, I do believe that they will answer that bell and check that box. But boy, oh boy, uh, this is a big spot tonight. Yeah. 4-0 versus 4-0. Um, it just feels like a really big spot. The nation's going to be watching, too. That's just it. It's a top-five team. Mm-hmm. People, even casual fans, are, oh, yeah, I want to see this. Iowa. I haven't seen Iowa this year. This is the time that they're probably going to mm-hmm. see them. Maybe not for the first time, but at a long-made period of time, mm-hmm. which is a couple of games out there. So it's going to be a huge, huge spot here. And the other thing I keep coming back, because I'm optimistic about this one from an Iowa perspective as well, it was 2017 to beat Illinois. Line are not playing good football right now. No, no they're not. Very recently, they struggled. They beat Kent State more than Iowa did. Yeah. I, I don't. Comparisons are like that. Right, they're right. just slippery slope. I just look at this Maryland team. They're not perfect. You look at some of the offensive stats, and boy, this is a yeah. perfect football team. You look, yeah. lead the Big Ten. I like sacks. what Loxley's doing there, though. Brings in talent. Yep. Coaching matchup, though. Give me oh, Kirk Ferris over Mike Loxley. Right. Yeah. Recruiting, yeah, he'll mm-hmm. win that one. Mm-hmm. But as it pertains to X's and O's schematically mm-hmm. on the field, Big advantage, Iowa. Phil Parker. And that one, too. And that doesn't hurt as well. All right, in 11 o'clock, we will uh, go around college football. Man, you go back to last week compared to this week. The games this week. There's going to be some separation in college football Mm -hmm. achieved this weekend. My God, there's some fun games. Some big games. I mean, even late in the night. 
I know that the Pac-12 South really doesn't move our needle, no. but if you love college football, you're going to pay attention to Arizona State and UCLA. The winner of this game could play for a Pac-12 championship, could be waiting for Iowa when they get to the Rose Bowl on January 1. They're, if you're playing that, who cares about the Rose Bowl? Get to the playoff. Knock it off with the Rose Bowl stuff. No, listen, and there's a chance that's going to happen. There's a if, big if chance. If you're going to go out that crazy. No, let's... no, no. I was just projecting. <laughs> I, I went back to last week. I mean, I'd had a couple... <laughs> I thought, well, I was this my call. I was going to the Rose Bowl, and Brock Purdy's playing his last game in his home state. It's the guaranteed rate bowl. Oh, okay. That's what it's called now. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, boy, back-to-back huge weekends for those Hawkeyes. It starts tonight at uh, 7 o'clock on uh, 1040 WHO and FS1 for the TV. So Bama, you and I will go around college football. We will uh, give four of our listeners an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue. That's coming up here at about uh, 11.35 and then our picks. Oh, by the way, um, I'll remind you once more of this because did you see how many people tried to win those tickets for oh, Penn yeah. State, Iowa? Yeah. My God, I'm gonna be, it's going to take me an hour or two just to go through the list and find the winner. And then have you double-check my handiwork. We'll, we'll do that so, as well. So, Make sure to use the hashtag Fuller to. Dental. You, yeah. You're disqualified Because we're going to search... Hashtag Fuller Dental. That's exactly right. And if that hashtag isn't there, your entry isn't there. Precisely. So here's what we're talking about. Uh, our our dentist friend, Dr. Stephen Fuller, has given us, well, we've got tickets to every game. We've got season tickets from him this year, uh, including the next one that we'll give away is this uh, next week's game for Penn State and will be predicated on tonight's Maryland-Iowa game. So you go to the Miller & Condon Twitter account. And at Miller and Condon, you'll find it's post. What do you call that pin? Posted, pinned. pinned. It's pinned at the top of our Twitter feed. And all we ask you to do is to um, come up with the combined yards, total yards in this football game, Maryland and Iowa, combined, closest without going over. And you have to use the hashtag Fuller Dental. And you only get one entry per, per Twitter account. But, and here's the caveat with the but, if there's, let's say the number is 320, and it mm-hmm. won't be, but if it's 320 and you put 320, but somebody took 320 before you, that somebody that took 320 before you is going to get the two tickets to see Penn State invade Kinnick Stadium next Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. We hope you'll use them. We understand that there's tickets are, what have you seen on the market? A couple hundred bucks? A couple hundred bucks, yeah. Um, by the way, did you see the get-in price to Foxborough on Sunday night? Oh, no. It's like 1100 bucks to get in. For a single. Yes. And you <laughs> said it yesterday. Um, you said the ESPN, uh, the Sunday morning game day. What, what's their show called? Uh, uh, Countdown. Bonner Countdown. They're going to be there. NBC is going to be there. NFL Network is going to be there. <laughs> Apparently, whatever they have on in the morning on NBC today, is it the Today Show? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> They're there. Wow. They are there. So this game has some buzz to it, doesn't it? Does it live up to it? It's Belichick. I mean, it feels like, all right, Brady coming home, they're just a lot better football team, they're mm-hmm. going to club him. He's got something up his sleeve. Trent, I feel the same way you do. And you can't, the sports books can't get a mm-hmm. bet on the Patriots. It's all Brady and Tampa Bay money. But I'm with you. This guy's a witch. Um, oh, I can't wait for this. Game. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm not wishing the time away, man. We got wall to wall football, including right now. 
Dane Mozatani. Uh, let's get some Vikings conversation in here, shall we? St. Paul Pioneer Press. Dane Trent Ken, how are you? Doing well, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Appreciate you coming on. Anxious to talk about this Vikings football team. Boy, it sure feels like if it would have should <laughs> with the, with this squad so far. Uh, Dalvin Cook was he down, and of course the thirty seven yard field goal that an NFL kicker just has to make. Uh, without those two, maybe they are three and zero, but maybe not. It's the NFL after all. But man, uh, I got to start with Kurt Cousins, who takes a lot of arrows um, for whatever reason. Maybe maybe the fan base is softening up to him a little bit with his play so far this year. I think he's playing his best football. Would you agree with that, Dane? I would, and you mentioned the arrows. I'm shooting them more than anybody, I think. <laughs> I am the biggest Kirk Cousins, like, I don't want to say hater, but just, like, I, I'm a critic. I, I What he's done throughout his career, it's not worth the money as far as I'm concerned. But I will say I'm wrong this year. You mentioned Dalvin Cook's fumble. Yes, he was down. Um, and in the 37-yard field goal, if those two things go the opposite way, the Vikings are 3-0. and and as crazy as it sounds, Kirk Cousins is the front runner for the MVP. Yeah. He just is. Mm-hmm. He's been so good this year. He's been perfect. And Sands a couple, you know, weird wonky plays in week one against Cincinnati, which maybe you can just chalk up to, I don't know, pregame fitters or early season woes. He's looked really comfortable in the pocket. He's shown the ability to scramble outside of it, and he's making the right decision all the time. So it starts and stops with Kirk Cousins right now. I know we can talk about all the weapons the Vikings have on offense and how their defense is well, supposed to be improved, and maybe it's not. Um, but at the end of the day, in the NFL, it's all about your quarterback play, and the Vikings have one of the best ones in the league right now. Uh, I say right now because we've seen Kirk Cousins go through these stretches where he looks just incredibly hot and nobody can stop him, and then he'll revert back to – the guy who is seeing ghosts in the, in the pocket. So he has to do it over the course of 16, 17 games. But right now, uh, if Kirk Cousins can continue to play like this, the Vikings will have no problem digging out of that 0-2 hole. Another big one this week with the Browns, another talented team they'll face off against with that. Uh, Delvin Cook, big question this week, the ankle injury. Where is he as we sit here on a Friday morning? You know, he's the, the good news is he's been back at practice. He's been back around. He spoke to the reporters this week at TCO Performance Center in Egan. All of those things are trending in, okay, maybe he's going to play. But I will say with the Vikings, it's all about, you know, we want Dalvin Cook for this week, but we also want him for the rest of the season. And if it, forcing him back this week before he's 100% is going to jeopardize his availability for the rest of the year, they're not going to do it. And I think that's the right call. We saw against against Seattle last week. Alexander Madison, he can handle the load. Mm-hmm. Granted, that Seattle defense is not the Legion of Boom that it once was. It's actually one of the worst in the league right now. But Alexander Madison showed last week that in a pinch, he can fill in. There's no reason to rush Dalvin Cook back if it's going to jeopardize his long-term health. So it's 50-50 right now. But I will say if he's not 100% ready to go, he will not play on Sunday. That would obviously be a blow to the Vikings. 
Um, but I think they have enough playmakers on the offensive end to withstand something like that. Dane Muzitani, uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press is our guest as we talk Vikings here on Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 uh, FM. Well, their first round pick, Christian Derisaw, who, you know, a lot of folks thought was just going to be, get through training camp and they'd plug him in at left tackle and he'd stay there for a dozen or so years. And he may well end up doing that, but not yet. They're happy with Hill and Derisaw, at least for now, although he's ready, is not going to start. What's behind that? Uh, is there, is there or something that uh, Derisaw is not catching on to, or are they just really happy with Hill so far? I think more of it is that Derisaw, he's just had, he's been so far behind the eight ball ever since he got here, basically. Um, I think only recently he started participating in practices fully. He had a little groin injury for early in OTAs that lingered over into mini camp, it lingered over into training camp. So he's just been behind. I think in a vacuum, Christian Derrissaw is better than Rashad Hill. So I think if he didn't miss any of those, any of that time, if he came in completely healthy and he had a full offseason to work, I think he would be the starting left tackle. I'm saying that because I think eventually Christian Derrissaw will be the starting left tackle. Rashad Hill, the guy deserves credit. He's an undrafted guy who's turned himself into a very, very good swing tackle in the league. He's been good so far. I mean, he had kind of a miserable week one against Cincinnati, but Honestly, the entire Vikings defense did, and a little bit of the offense. Uh, Rashad Hill's been good the last two weeks. Um, I expect him to be pretty good again this week, but you drafted a guy in the first round to be your left tackle of the future. At some point, you got to throw him in. I think if you're reading kind of between the lines with what Mike Zimmer is saying, with what Clint Kubiak is saying, you know, they're saying Rashad Hill's our guy, but in that same breath, they're saying, but when Christian Derrissaw is ready, we're going to get a look with him. So I think that's coming. I think, you know, not this week, maybe not even next week. Um, but I think at some point we will see Christian Derrissaw slide in. And in a perfect world for the Vikings, he won't leave that spot for, like you said, a decade. Um, but still a ways to go for him. Um, but I think it's coming at least somewhat down the road. Browns come in, Dane, one of the best offenses and defenses in terms of yards in the league. Fifth in offense, fourth in defense. What concerns you most from a Vikings perspective with this Browns team coming in? Just their run game. And I, I know mm-hmm. the Vikings, you know, they put all of this money into soaring up their, their defense. Um, they went out and signed Adam Tomlinson. Obviously, Michael Pierce didn't play last year, so you basically went out and got him this offseason. Those are the two you know, walls in the middle, reminiscent of the Williams wall back in the day, or at least that's what you thought. But they haven't been able to stop the run very well so far, and they haven't played a team like Cleveland um, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's a two-headed monster. It's the best one-two punch in the league as far as I'm concerned with running back. And that's where the game is going to be won or lost as far as I'm concerned on the Vikings end. I think the Vikings can score with these guys. Um, we talked about Kirk Cousins. Um, he's playing well right now. I think Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen on the outside, they will be able to beat their their guys across from them. Even a guy like K.J. Osborne, number three receiver in the slot, he's been good. I think the Vikings will be able to hang with the Browns as far as offense, you know, shot for shot. But if the Vikings can't stop the run, the entire game plan for the Browns opens up. So it's, it's right there. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they've been so good this year. So if you can kind of stymie them a little bit, you can make – the Browns a little off balance, maybe shorten up that play call sheet, you know, for Kevin Stefanski and 
then all of a sudden it's a game. So, but I think it's going to take it. It's going to take a really good effort up front, especially from the front seven of the Vikings. Yeah, I mean Cleveland's loaded both sides of the ball. Garrett and Clowney off the end, and Malik uh, Malik Jackson. I think he's still got something left. I'll ask you about Denzel Ward, who's a really good corner. Now I haven't seen enough of Cleveland to know. Do they move him around? Would uh, because he's you know he's a starting left corner. But would they assign him to a Thielen, or does he take out or try to take out a Jefferson? How will that those matchups work? Who do you think Denzel Ward is going to cover? Will he just stay on his side, and whoever lines up over there, that's who he gets. I think he'll just stay on his side, and I don't think he's he's shadowing a guy. But I think that might also just be from the Vikings standpoint or game game planning against the Vikings. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, pick your poison. It's not like right. Denzel Ward. If, if he's going to shut down Justin Jefferson, it's going to make Adam Thielen ineffective on the other end. So I think for if you're Cleveland, you just say, "Hey Denzel, you're you're one of the best in the league. Shut down your side of the field. We'll deal with the other side." I don't think it necessarily comes with. You know, shut down Justin Jefferson, shut down Adam Thielen. They're both so good. So I don't think if you're shadowing one of them, you're really doing yourself any favors. Good stuff. Uh, Dane, listen, we appreciate you coming on. Love to talk Vikings with you. We'll have to do some wild later on when they get going. Uh, when you're in the press box next time, uh, you see our friend Joe O'Donnell. Make sure you say hi to him for us. We expect him to do a good job as the new radio voice of the Minnesota Wilds. A good man. Dane, thank you for coming on uh, and uh, talking Vikings with us. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, Dane. You too. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Good to talk to you. Dane Muzdatani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Uh, Trent, just real quick on this, uh, because we've got to get to a break. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Sproul coming up, Tom Kakert coming up. The, the Viking, this is a big week game for them. Oh. Um, and then next week they get the Lions. Have you seen after that? How about this for a daunting, I don't know, six or eight weeks? So the Cleveland, mm-hmm. tough. Detroit, okay, maybe a breather, but buckle up. At Carolina, home to Dallas. At Baltimore, at Chargers, Green Bay, Niners. Jeez. That takes you to December. And they've only got one win. Whoa. Those two, when you look back at the Cincinnati uh, overtime loss and the Arizona one-point loss, you just wonder what might uh, might be, uh, how big a factor those weeks one and two will be on the ultimately the fate of the 2021 Vikings. Very well could be the difference between a division title and fighting for a wild card. That's in- just it. Wild cards, at least right now, with how good the NFC West yeah. is playing, yeah. ten and seven. I don't know if gets you there. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it might be eleven and six. And you're right. That zero and two start that very easily mm-hmm. could have been two and zero. Very well could be the death knell to this team. Who do you like this weekend in this game? Do you have an opinion? Are you, is it part of your picks? It's on the list. Is I haven't it? pared it all the way down, but it is on the list. So I have five NFL games. Obviously, need to get down to two or three. Uh-huh. College, I have eight. Jeez. We're still working to pare down this week and got to see things clearly. It's a rough week last week at one and four. Mm-hmm. We're going to bounce back in a big way. And you get the tee box this week. How well, about that? I mean, for the first time, I did it it's all October. in September. Um, <laughs> Cleveland's a two point favorite, right? Team yeah, favorite? Yep. I agree. I agree. All right, we'll come back. We will uh, switch gears to the college portion of the show with the two needle movers. Iowa State up first. Kansas, they play them tomorrow night at 6. Of course, you can hear the game down the hall on 100.3 the bus. And then Tom Kakerd. Oh, boy, this game tonight is massive. Maryland hosting the Hawks. That game airs down the hall on 1040 WHO. Miller in Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO 106. In Ankeny. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. 
I'm Millery Condon, 1030 on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We take you uh, until noon. In about 15 minutes, we will head to uh, College Park. Well, I don't know where you'll be. D.C., you... I guess. Yeah, probably. So that's where he'd fly into? Dulles. Dulles? Yeah. Not Baltimore? Hmm. Good question. We'll have to find out. Well, yeah, we'll do so in 15 minutes. Apparently, he's on the ground. Let's get to our friend Dave Sproul, who will be in the car headed west tonight as he does his radio duties covering high school football. It's the Little Cyclones. And uh, what did you say? Council Bluffs, A. Blinken. Abe Lincoln. A. Blinken. The Links. It's a fun trip, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> Just a joy. It's something I look forward to every chance I get. Yeah, I bet you do. Well, good stuff. Hey, you know, you put out a tweet uh, this morning, and I, I'm, I'm glad you did. Clyde Williams Stadium. Uh, I think it was Mike Green that posted a, an aerial view of that uh, stadium that stood until 1974. I don't know where it was, Dave. Help, uh, help out the, uh, the foreigner on the program. Where was Clyde <laughs> Williams Stadium in Ames in relation to where Jack Trice is today? I'm assuming it has to be in the same area, or am I wrong? No, well, it's, it's a little bit, uh, there's a little bit of a space between them. I can't remember the street that runs north-south alongside the, where that stadium used to be, but uh, to the south, Lincoln Way ran to the south there. And I don't know if, if you're familiar with the campus, uh, there's an old building called State Gym, which is uh, where Iowa State played basketball for a while, too, way mm-hmm. back in the day. And that was just to the north end of the uh, the old stadium there. And this is all definitely uh, before my time, but I, I just love these old pictures I do of the stadium, especially, uh, yeah, the uh, aerials and, and things like that. And to imagine what it might have been like to see games uh, <laughs> in, in a place like that, it was uh, it, it must have been. It's a very different experience, I'm sure, from what we go through today. Yeah, tie up the horses. And so, I mean, 1914, <laughs> the place opened for crying out loud. That's amazing. Glad you posted that. Clyde Williams Stadium. You can find it on Dave Sprouse Twitter or Mike Green's uh, if you're uh, so inclined. Well, let's get to the game itself. But you know what? Before we do that, let's go back to last week. You know what I'm starting to find uh, about this conference, Dave? Maybe it's a little deeper. Um, maybe there's more parity because I'm certainly not sold on Oklahoma so far. Texas sure looked good. Although Arkansas took them to the shed a couple of weeks ago in a non-conference game, where are you on this conference overall? Baylor, they got some athletes, um, and the conference overall maybe not as top-heavy, but maybe kind of uh, a bunch of parity uh, in this league. Yeah, I, I think there is a lot of parity, and I think you can make an argument for just about every team to be better than they were last year. I think Tech Tech might have negated that. Uh, at least a little bit, because right. I thought, you know, their reason for feeling optimistic will be Tyler Shuck, but I don't think he's been everything they want him to be. But, you know, you look at a team like Kansas and the perennial doghouse, so to speak, but they got, I think they stumbled into one of the best coaches in the country in Lance Leipold, multiple mm-hmm. divisions, three national championships, took Buffalo from awful to contender in the Mac and trying to do the same in Kansas. And uh, I think Baylor, you know, without everything they had coming back and Dave Aranda into a second year, not as affected by COVID as year one. All right. Last year really should be a year zero for him. Uh, I figured they would be a better team too. And they, they showed it on the field and, you know, Iowa state, we know they're perennially kind of slow starters and, you know, maybe the schedule has something to do with that. Playing a quality team like Baylor early has something to do with that. But obviously there were self-inflicted wounds in last week's game that uh, are pretty obvious. Dave, it's a bye week after this one. It feels like if this thing is going to get turned around and it's going to get right and they're going to be playing for a Big 12 championship again, it starts these two weeks. What do you want to see first with the game and then the bye week following? What do you want to see out of this outfit over the next two weeks? 
Well, if you're an Iowa State fan, you obviously want to see Iowa State go out there and win by 30 or 40 or whatever. <laughs> you know, do something to Kansas uh, similar to what they did to UNLV, although I think Kansas might have a little more talent. I think Jason Bean, he's too. a fun quarterback yep. to watch. He's very athletic and not very polished, but I think he'll be able to do more in that offense and maybe put up, you know, seven or ten points even uh, as compared to the three UNLV had. And then you just you got to come out. You got to use these two weeks to get right and and make sure that your special teams are cleaned up because you got to go to Kansas State coming out of that break. And what does Kansas State do? They, I mean, they're the epitome of winning in the margin, as Matt Kemmel likes yeah. to say, and that means being solid on special teams and not making the kind of mistakes that hurt yourself like Iowa State did last week. So that's going to be a test right out of the gate. You got Oklahoma State. That's, I think they're looking better than I thought they would be uh, so mm-hmm. far this season, although they're still seem unsettled at quarterback and. They've gone back-to-back weeks without scoring in the second half, which is kind of weird for a Mike Gundy team. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be a tough game. West Virginia, obviously, they're, they're flexing. So you've got a tough month of October ahead, and you can't just count on the fact that you're changing months to magically make yourself better. You've got to get there and grind it out and do the things that uh, good football teams do. Uh, Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI is our guest. Uh, Dave, I'm with you uh, on uh, on that. You know what? It's starting to become apparent to me when you go back to the beginning of the season. We know Kohler didn't play against you and I, and maybe it took him a while to get going. Uh, he played his best game of the season last uh, last week, in my opinion. So did Chase Allen. The tight ends were very noticeable. But likewise, Brees Hall, who apparently missed some time at the end of August camp. That was uh, made public uh, at some point. Uh, didn't look like himself in the first couple of games of the season. Not an excuse why they didn't beat the Hawkeyes. Either one of those injuries are part of football. But Brees Hall seems to be all the way back, as does Charlie Kohler. Would you agree with that assessment that these guys, whatever they had, is behind them? Yeah, they certainly look pretty good to me, especially Hall last week. I mean, he was bursting off those chunk runs of 15, 20, 25 yards that we're kind of used to seeing. Uh, Sometimes, you know, he can break the long 60-yarders too, but it's those 10, 15, 20, 25 yarders that make a huge difference. You eat up big, uh, you know, portions of, of field position and get yourself in position to score. And so when he's doing that, I mean, the, the offense is just miles uh, ahead of, of where it was, you know, in a game like Iowa or against you and I for that matter. Uh, so that, yeah, they make a huge difference. And when those guys are at their best, then it opens up things for a guy like Chase Allen because you got to pay attention to Brees Hall. you got to pay attention to Charlie Kohler. It's going to leave some gaps for somebody to get open. Chase Allen kind of has a knack for that. He's not going to do what he did last week every time out. And maybe, you know, somebody else on the receiving court can, can find those spots. Uh, but uh, that's the, the benefit. Not only do you get production out of guys like Hall and Kohler, you get that attention from the defense that opens things up for somebody else to step up and have a good game the way Allen did last week. Neutral field tomorrow. You get everybody in the Big 12, but you have to win the football game who are you picking? Who's the best team right now in the Big 12? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a really good question. You can make an argument that Texas is playing I agree. Best. That's, That's right. my outside argument. Of, yep. Outside of Arkansas, though, I'm not sure they've really played anyone <laughs> yeah. all that tough, mm-hmm. but they, they've done what they're supposed to do. And and Arkansas is proving to be a pretty quality team, so mm-hmm. losing them isn't a shame. I mean, the way they lost probably you know, it might be a little embarrassing, but Nonetheless, they're playing really good football right now, and Oklahoma has its flaws. Spencer Rattler hasn't taken that step forward that everybody thought he would, and maybe he's taking a step back. Um, i, I got to give props to West Virginia because I think they're playing really, really well, and they knocked off Virginia Tech you know, in, in impressive fashion. Uh, so you can make an argument maybe they're the best of the Big 12 right now at this particular moment in time, but it's, it's really hard to find that one team that is, 
head and shoulders right now above the rest in the Big 12, the way we kind of expected Oklahoma and Iowa State would be. Uh, four games into the season, and Tariq Milton's caught seven balls. What, what's wrong? What's going on there? That's a good question. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, he's not getting open probably, uh, and mm-hmm. it's tough for him because he's a little bit on the smaller side. And you, if, if you're going to get him the ball, you might have to make a concerted effort to do that, get him in the screen game or set up something for him because finding him in the, the trees, you know, out there isn't always the easiest thing to do. Uh, and, you know, as a veteran receiver, he probably maybe has some attention that uh, some of the other receivers don't. Uh, so that you got to take that into account. And the fact is, you know, we haven't seen another receiver, whether beyond Xavier Hutchinson, and he didn't have an especially big game last week. Uh, we haven't seen a guy from Hutchinson, as you've been talking about, Ken, uh, step up and, and really take control. So it's hard to say, you know, really, I don't want to say pick on a guy like Tariq Milton, but mm-hmm. singling him out maybe right. isn't fair to the rest of that team because, as you said, they, they got to get somebody, uh, somebody else in the receiving court to step up. And it was interesting, you know, that question came up this week during Matt Campbell's weekly press conference, and he just said, hey, Players formations plays. We get to the, we get the ball to the guy who's open. We're not going to mm. try to feel, force the ball into somebody. I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, essentially what he's said a million times before. They're not going to force the ball into anyone's hands, even if it's a Hutchinson or Kohler. They're going to get guys in position to be open. Purdy's going to find the guys who are open when he's you know at the top of his game. He finds the open guy, and you just roll with it. Whoever gets open and makes the catches, that's the guy who's your your big star of the day. Twin season comes to a conclusion down in Kansas City. It's been disappointing. I old yeah. Sean Roberts from the Morning Rush. They're not in the World Series against Atlanta? No, you missed on that one, Ken. It's <laughs> It's been a difficult season. What's this offseason going to be? Just trying to sign Byron Buxton and find some pitchers? Is that it? That's Those are by far the two big things. Obviously, pitching is going to be huge, and that probably should be the top priority, but I would love to see them get Buxton to an extension. Mm-hmm. I know we've People say he's hurt all the time, blah, blah, blah. But when he is healthy, man, there aren't many players mm-hmm. in the major leagues who are better, more productive than him, or more fun to watch when it comes down to it, when he's running the base pass and making those catches in the outfield. One of the, my favorite things about Bucks is that he makes tough catches look easy. <laughs> you know, he can just glide over into the gap and make catches for, for balls that other guys would have to dive for. And so I, I hope they can find a way to bring him back. And, yeah, on top of that, go out and get some pitching they might have to spend a little more money than they're used to to, to get some top line pitching but uh, hopefully that'll be a, a high on the list for the twins this offseason here's a glass full for a uh, glass half full for both of you knuckleheads at least the yankees won't end their season oh, shut week. up over there yeah that is i hope the blue jays get clobbered man. <laughs> I hope the blue jays get clobbered oh my god not kind no uh dave sproul dave thank you even though it's a bye week next week we are you on vacation it's been a couple of uh, it's been a month or so since you've had one <laughs> are you off next uh, only, week only the only the first half of the week i still have to do some high school ball in the next week so i'll be around and we'll talk to you next friday thank you dave sproul enjoy the Great. trip to council bluffs tonight <laughs> appreciate it thank you guys. Buddy. good to talk to you dave sproul. a lot of needling over there today yeah, I'm in one of those moods. Well, you had a root canal yesterday. That's yeah, probably going to happen. Oh, my God. It's going to put anybody in a bad mood. Two and a half hours in the chair. Wow. That's a long one. Two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, two hours and 20 minutes. Jeez. So pretty close to two and a half hours. Um, anyways, aren't they fun?
But you know what I was sitting there and it kind of reminded me? We had our uh, iMom I on yesterday. Yeah. And again, we, we have, um, we got a, we're working with a lot of great people, a lot of great endeavors, a lot of great charities, mm-hmm. uh, Food Bank of Iowa, the Life Serve Blood. We, we're fortunate enough to be able to help a lot of those. I couldn't imagine being in a spot where you have something wrong in your mouth with your teeth and you couldn't afford to have it done. Yeah, it's unthinkable. It, it really and truly is. And if you know somebody in that spot, um, there's a bunch of local dentists, a bunch of dentists across Iowa are providing free dental care in the month of October on like uh, certain weekends. Do this. Go to iowamom.org. There you'll see the schedules. There you'll see what's left as far as openings. West Des Moines, Urbandale, Des Moines. Now, when those fill up, there's still opportunity. Ames has them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some that are close. But this is going to be a full-blown event in 2022 at the fairgrounds. And they're going to have 20, you know, what do they say, 2,000 people hopefully will take advantage of that. And this program is going to do whatever we can to fill up those appointments. Yes. So Iowa Mom. M-O-M dot org. If you know anybody in that spot, um, appointments are going quickly. And when they're gone, they're gone. Tom Cakert, he's gone on a plane. He's in, well, he's in Maryland. We'll talk with him next as we preview the Terps and the Hawks on 1460 KXNO. And one of me from the Urology Center of Iowa. Welcome back, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. So I'm looking at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's name is Chin Loves Iowa. I don't know who he is. Chin, yeah. Do you know Chin? You know Chin. Twitter. Okay. You know through Twitter. Well, apparently, pregame festivities have commenced. They're at Looney's Pub, or Loney's Pub in College Park, Maryland. Eight hours in advance, and they yes. bellied up to the bar, and the beer is flowing. God Get bless Get after it. They indeed are. Road trips are great. Well, if you can't catch a buzz in eight hours, Trent, you're just not going to catch a buzz, right? Tom Cakert is in College Park, Maryland. Or Catching on his a buzz? Way. No, he's working today. Oh, okay. Well, maybe after the game. Hello, Tom Cakert. How was your flight? Everything on time? Everything on time. Just uh, arrived at the... Uh hotel uh near the baltimore airport so we're we're all good ready to go and chin is chin uh who you were talking about is yeah. awesome dude is he awesome dude he's yeah he used to work at uh uh the uh irp in iowa city iowa river power nice. and uh he's a friend to all great man he just moved back to central iowa too he moved to ankeny did he really yeah yep no, yep. I'll have to meet yep. the dude. Yes. Well, good stuff. Well, I know where he is, Tom, if you're looking for him. He's at, <laughs> he's at Loney's, and uh, he's bellied up to the bar. Tom, this game Great. has, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you read the same stuff, right? The, the the national, everybody's looking for their upset of the weekend, right? This is the, and man, I've seen more folks, more love for this Terps team to pick off the Hawks tonight. Look, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game for Iowa, but I'm glad Phil no. Parker's made the trip in that defense and, and this is a strong offense in Maryland going up. Strength on strength is how I see it. Tom, how about you? Yeah, I, um, I'm just kind of curious. It, it seems like there's a good portion of the national media that just wants to get Iowa out of the way because they don't like the way Iowa wins football games. And, Perhaps, yep. And I get, and I get it. I do. It's, it's like 2015 all over again. Yeah. And, um, they were the uninvited guest at the, uh, at the big party for most of the year. Um, but I do, you know, this is the contrast and styles game from offensive, uh, 
you know, kind of point of view where Merrill wants to go fast. They want to go deep. They want to strike quick, uh, with, uh, Tunga Viola and Iowa wants to grind it out on offense. And to me, it's just, it, it I think that you're right though. The story of the game is going to be, can the Phil Parker defense slow down the Maryland offense? If they can, I was going to win. Mm-hmm. If they can't, I was going to lose. This is a game where we talked offensively for the Hawkeyes. I don't think it's all on Spencer Petrus. We got to see good Petrus. I, I think bad Petrus would be a problem. <laughs> but the offensive line taking a step forward from really some big time struggles last week. And, and I mentioned at the top of the show, one thing I really want to see this week, kind of like that USC game plan they had in the Holiday Bowl. A lot of jet motion, a lot of moving the eyes of these very green and very raw linebackers for for Maryland. Not just try to line it up and play smash mouth football, but do some different things. With the short week, do you think they had time to get that into the game plan for tonight? I do. I I'm I agree with you. I think they need um with the you know, team stacking the box, you gotta move some things around. You gotta kinda make them adjust a little bit and give them some different looks, some misdirection plays, um just uh, anything to kind of move their eyes. And I, I think there's gonna be plays there for Iowa tonight. I think they're gonna um kinda, you know, empty it out a little bit and, and uh see what they can do. I think it's really important for Iowa because this is gonna be a fired up crowd of Maryland fans. Although I found out yesterday it's not sold out. Really? Freaked me out. It was like they had like uh, six thousand tickets left as of yesterday, um, which which I couldn't believe. But anyway, they're they're going to be lathered up. It's the blackout <laughs> and everything. So it, it's I think it's going to be important for Iowa to get some points on the board early to kind of uh, establish the tempo of the game. And, and Tyler Goodson as well, Tom. How big of a talker was that when you guys met with Ferentz and company and the players themselves? And what do they say that they can do differently to get Tyler Goodson, who's a terrific running back, uh, get him going and looking like this uh, the running attack that they've had uh, in uh, the last couple of years? Because it's not quite there yet. Yeah, it it, it hasn't been. Although the Kent State game, he had a, a career high. So I mean, you you do have to look at it that way too. That was. Is it a one-game anomaly? Where, but he hasn't hit as many plays as I think maybe a lot of us thought he would at this point in the year. But um, I think, you know, what, one of the things I think they maybe need to do a little bit more of is run some, you know, backfield passes to him out of the backfield and maybe some screens, things like that, to kind of loosen that defense up and um, let – use their aggressiveness against them and, and just kind of get the ball into his hands and space with some people in front of him. We saw for the first time a shank from Tory Taylor. Yes, he really? is not a robot. Even a shank still what went like 35 yards, something like that, which is ridiculous in its own right there. But he also bobbled a snap earlier. Just one of those days out there at Kinnick or concerns for you? Uh, no concerns. He's He'll be good tonight. He's In fact, Special teams, just talking to um, our, our Maryland guy, Scott Green, who covers covers the Terps for Rivals, and he um, he thinks there's special teams are the real problem. So Ooh. that could be advantage Iowa, where he thought he thinks some of their coverage teams aren't very good, and um, it could be we could be looking at a you know something to watch. Charlie Jones maybe tonight mm-hmm. on a return. Could happen, man. He seems like he's uh, he's he's close. Uh, what does Jack Campbell do for an encore? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> 20 tackles? <laughs> um, yeah, he's playing really well, isn't Jeez. he? And, and I, I tell you what, getting overshadowed in all of this, um, you know, because I think a lot of fans are focused on Jack Campbell and on Justin Jacobs. And I don't know if we'll see a lot of Jacobs tonight. We'll see some of them, but just not as much because they, uh, offensively, it's just uh, they're not going to play him that much, I don't think. But, um, Seth Benson's I been playing agree his with tail you. off. Yep. He has been just flying around the field, and everybody is just not paying enough attention to how good he's yep. played. Yep. It's a great one-two punch, boys. Yeah. No uh, doubt. One-two-three. One-two-three, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you talk about? Jacobs, yeah. That linebacker group. Speaking of that, and with a team that runs a spread that's going to get outside, this is more of a traditional cash game, but Jacobs is playing at such a high level. How often do you expect him to be used tonight? And, and what do they do? Is it kind of wait and see, play it out, see how things are going. What's the game plan there, cash versus going traditional 4-3? Yeah, I think they're going to play a lot of cash tonight. So what what they'll probably do is substitute him, Jacobs, in for Benson at different times. I don't think you can take Campbell out at this point and rotate. But I would think that the last time they had to do this, I think Justin Jacobs got 19 snaps. So Mm. it just depends on how many plays they run. But that, I think that was against Kent when they had um, more. Um, they were playing more of the the cash. So I'd look for you know around twenty snaps for him tonight. Uh, what's the what's the uh, next biggest game in the conference this week that you'll be paying attention to, Tom? Ah, uh, good question. Probably up in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, pretty big, isn't it? I think that's big for you know if Michigan wins, yeah. everybody's going ah okay uh-huh. Michigan all right. And, and on the same side of that, if Wisconsin loses, boy, Ooh. is that a just a that's a spiral, you know? That's just going down the tubes. Uh, but if Wisconsin comes out, plays well, wins, um, you know, then they're back. You know, they're back in the race. But hi, boy, I, Graham Mertz. Here's Yeesh. a question for you guys to kick around: it, Is Spencer Petras the best quarterback in the Big Ten West? We win Adrian Martinez. Yep. We had Did the you? talk okay. earlier, yeah, but. Petrus the second, yeah. As if Purdue's yeah. guys aren't Morgan's healthy, Morgan's not doing anything. Yeah, you know, Plummer. Yeah, yeah. Just, Northwestern's they've got they've had a variety fuck. of guys under center so far. That's absolutely yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tom, they win tonight. Penn State gets it done against Indiana. Wow. We know, of course, Fox Noon is going to be there. But also, is there a chance? Oh, there's a real chance. Really? There's yeah. a lot of scuttlebutt on Tom's website. A very respected poster over there that would know. Well, you've got the access condom. I also had a conversation with somebody that would know, and they were looking for a little background on Iowa Penn State. How about that? So, Tom, they get it done. Not just Fox. Looks like game day is going to wow. be there. Is that what you're hearing? Wow. Yeah, that's what uh, it, it's 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 kind of predicated on both teams winning though i think mm-hmm. um at least iowa for sure and penn state's got indiana, um, indiana right yeah penn, penn state's got indiana but if iowa wins um yeah and then uh and then we got to figure out can you bring back ashton kutcher i threw out that they would they should have uh yeah they should have a tour you and big e, big e yes, the wwe right. the champ yeah. come in bring the belt and, uh Bring the belt, but I don't know if the Fox people would appreciate that since they pay a lot of money oh, to the WWE. Point. Yeah, it's a great point. <laughs> Maybe he'll be on their pregame show. Yeah, I wonder, as we, long as we can get him back, that's all right. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't bring Kusher back 
I mean, you can't do that, but boy, he would be a perfect one, right? He was good. Look, he was a good good names. Yeah. Tom, uh, listen, we'll uh, follow all the pregame stuff uh, at HawkeyeReport.com. Will you be back in time to settle into your couch tomorrow and watch college football? You guys are going to love this. I got a six a.m. flight nice. out of here. I'll be nice. I, I'll be back I'll be back on my sofa by eleven a.m. Oh, Perfect. you got to love. This. So what what's the Baltimore to Chicago? Is that it? No, well, yeah. I I just I, and then I'm driving. I just flew southwest, so I just get my car at midway at seven twenty-five in the morning and and uh, had three hours uh, and uh, I'll be back home. You can't beat that, Tom Kicker. Tom, thanks for doing this for us. I'll be we tired, appreciate- but I'll be I'll be tired, but I'll be ready to go. Indeed, uh, yeah. Turn on that TV, and that'll prick you right up. Good stuff, Tom. Have a safe trip home. HawkeyeReport.com for all the pregame, all the coverage uh, of tonight's Maryland hosting number five Iowa. Thanks, Tom. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Yep, Bye-bye. good to talk to you. Well, Trent, I didn't know that game day maybe. Yes, a real possibility. See, I didn't think they'd they'd double up with with Fox being there. With um, I got to talk good. to you during the break about one of the things uh, that I brought up with the person of interest. You can only know who it is. I'll let you know. I have to keep it under wraps. I know you do. Win tonight, Hawks. Game day's coming. They're coming. Interesting. So's Bama Bob. Fourteen sixty one hundred six point three FM.